Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Phenomenal aspect of the of the ministry that we're involved in. A phenomenal aspect. A spectacular element of the ministry that we're involved in involves the appearance of Jesus. In nearly every meeting nowadays, we are we are hearing testimonies of people seeing the resurrected Jesus Christ, the ascended Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I'm deeply humbled. I am deeply humbled by this fact that God would would see fit to allow us, his children, to literally see the resurrected, ascended Jesus Christ, his beloved son. I have seen the ascended Jesus. And I'd like to share my experience, my encounter with the risen Savior on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. up this is toby mack with a story of two more real life jesus freaks from the voice of the martyrs at first the judge offered nunilo and elodia good muslim husbands if they would recant jesus then the two sisters were threatened with death they responded the transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal we count them as manure and loss that we might gain christ as for death this final terror is a thing not to be feared but desired because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these ninth-century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com. Hey, this is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1886, Uganda. Bruno Sarunkamo leads a group facing death for one reason alone. Their faith in Jesus is a threat to local authorities. But before he is burned to death, he makes a prophecy that many of his persecutors don't take seriously. 
Bruno says, We are going to heaven. A fountain fed from many springs will never dry up. When we are gone, others will rise up in our place. Bruno was right. Since then, many in Uganda have come to Christ, and many have been martyred. But like a fountain, God continues to raise up believers so that more and more can join Bruno in eternity. Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. South India. Now, this was just a few months ago. And on that last day, as our small ministry team was traveling from one city to the next, we felt a very strong spiritual oppression, especially upon arriving in the massive city of Hyderabad, 10 million strong. Upon our arrival, the various Hindu festivals were occurring. And as, as we were traveling through a very strong Islamic area of the city filled with mosques, there were some Australian friends of mine that joined me on this trip, came under great spiritual attack. Numerous Islamic and Hindu spirits had entered within their bodies and manifested, choking them. They were literally choking my dear brother and my dear sister and their son. The demonic activity only heightened. When I was sharing with my Indian pastor friends who were in the car with me of the encounter that I had with the ascended Jesus, with the resurrected Jesus in Pakistan last year, I was sharing of how I saw with my very own eyes how glorious he truly was and that he indeed reigns in supremacy over all. Now, hearing of this encounter that I had Hearing this testimony of my encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, the demonic forces within my friends were so furious and manifested so strongly, openly, that they choked them. And in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord, me and the two other Indian pastors began to battle the demons within our friends. These evil spirits were driven out in the name of Jesus and all of them testified of feeling much, much, much better. There's something about the testimony of seeing the Lord Jesus. It inspires. It encourages. It strengthens. It brings hope, life. But yet, to the evil spirit, it brings fear to them because it, it recalls into their minds of the reality that they have truly been defeated. Because Jesus has been ascended. He has been resurrected from the dead. And he reigns forevermore. And just hearing the testimony of me seeing the resurrected Jesus Christ in Pakistan last year frightened these demons and caused the demons to manifest quite boldly and aggressively. I have seen the ascended Jesus. I want to share my experience with you, with the ascended 
Jesus on this presentation today. I'm serious, my friends. We are seeing in each and every, nearly each and every meeting, people experiencing, seeing visions, and actually seeing, in time and space, the Lord Jesus Christ appearing before their very own eyes. I, I count it as a humbling honor. We must be doing something right. If, if people are precious brothers and sisters seeing the Lord Jesus, God is manifesting his presence very strongly in this sense and opening the eyes of his children to be able to see his son. I count it a great honor and a joy. You know, Jesus was born in a lowly manger, while still just a young babe, a contract was put on all the male children under two by King Herod. They were to be slaughtered. When Jesus was born to the Virgin Mary, the promised Messiah had arrived, and all hell was terrified. Demons don't like seeing the appearance of Jesus Christ. Satan, Lucifer, the devil, that defeated serpent and his demons knew the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our coming Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was in, was trouble for them. So what they did was they used King Herod's rage to compel him to put a contract out on all male children with the hope that Jesus would be killed. Satan failed, though. Up until Jesus was 30, he worked in a carpenter shop. Then for three years, he forgave sin, healed those with diseases, and had compassion on those who were lonely and desperate for love. He fed the hungry. He raised the dead, walked on water. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. He came to seek and to save what what was lost. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion churned against him. His friends even ran away. One of them even betrayed him. He went through the mockery of a trial and was turned over to his enemies, who unmercifully mocked and beat him, and the scripture says that Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged, flogged. This is what the Gospel of John reveals to us. John 19.1 Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, scourged. Now the Roman scourging, if you're not aware of that term, the Roman scourging was a vicious act. That was administered by the one trained in torture. That's right. Jesus was tortured. The Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus was tortured. Your Savior was tortured. And the one who was trained in torturing, used a device. 
that brought great, great pain to our Lord's body. The device used in scourging was a small circular piece of wood, sort of like a whip, to which was attached several strips of leather. And at the end of each strip was a clunk, like a like a chunk of bone or a small piece of iron chain was attached. And the one who scourged the Lord Jesus was no doubt a train killer who brought the whip down upon the Lord Jesus' shoulders, his back and legs with incredible force. Jesus endured a brutal beating that left the skin on his back hanging in long ribbons. The stone pavement of which Jesus was upon was no doubt wet with his own holy blood. Wet with his own holy blood. But yet the soldiers, not yet finished with Jesus, twisted together. Twisted together. They twisted together, my friends. A crown of thorns and put it on his head. The long thorns, the very long, cruel thorns, so pressed on his scalp that he began bleeding again. They proceeded to put a purple robe on him and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! 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 They struck him in the face when Jesus was taken to be crucified. They struck him in the face. They struck him in the face, bearing his own cross. Jesus went out to the place of the skull. It was here they crucified the Lord Jesus. They crucified the Lord. The killers probed that wrist of his the wrist of holy Jesus, to find that little hollow spot. It was there in that hollow spot they hammered a nail into his wrist. After nailing him to the cross, nailed the Lord Jesus to the cross, after that was accomplished, the killers proceeded to nail his feet to the cross. I'm talking about the holy crucifixion, my friends. The crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is great love on display for everyone, for all generations and all ages to hear from here on out. The crucifixion. He was nailed to the cross. His feet was nailed to the cross. The incredible pain. I, I just can't imagine the incredible pain in his wrist, in his feet. Unbelievable, unspeakable pain, sheer pain. Then after Jesus died on the cross. He died on a blood-stained cross, a blood-stained cruel cross. A soldier pierced his side with a spear, bringing the sudden flow of blood and water. It was there on the cross. The Lord had laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He took upon our griefs. He took upon our sorrows. He took upon our sins, our curses. He took upon everything. So you wouldn't have to carry them, my friends. And he was nailed to the cross. He shed blood. He suffered and died upon the cross to provide us forgiveness of our sins, to provide healing, to provide deliverance, and to provide a miracle in your life today. Jesus Christ bore our sin. Everybody's sin upon the cross. He won through that crucifixion so that one day we could have all of our sins forgiven. 
we would just trust him and accept his work on the cross on our behalf. We can experience, we too can experience God's complete, total forgiveness. Satan again lost. Satan again lost, my friends. For the Bible tells us, the Holy Scriptures which I have in my hands, tells us that the children have flesh and blood. He too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus Christ has defeated the devil. Now, we believers know also that we've overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. Satan hates the blood of Jesus. That wicked serpent hates the blood of Jesus, for it is through the blood that was shed on the cross that defeated the devil for now and for all eternity. There was a death. But that's just one aspect. You know, it's interesting. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is reminding the church in Corinth of the gospel that was preached to them. And the first aspect of the, of the gospel is the death, the death of Jesus Christ. And what I'm sharing with you right now is the beginning of the gospel, the life resulting in the death of Jesus Christ on a cross. On a cross, my friends. But the good news extends beyond the cross. It extends to the tomb. And I'll be right back to share why the tomb is good news. Why the burial is good news. After this brief intermission. I'm so unsure 
in Matthew chapter 25 to visit those in prison leads most of us to imagine convicted inmates serving time in a local jail cell. We rarely consider the thousands of persecuted Christians imprisoned around the world this very day. Their only crime may have been owning a Bible, attending an underground church service, or proclaiming the gospel. Their prison may be a crude dungeon or a filthy hole in the ground. Their only visitors are diseased vermin, and brutal guards. Suddenly, Jesus' mandate to remember those in prison takes on a whole new meaning. For more, go online to persecution.com. After Jesus' death, after the Lord Jesus died with 
Pilate's permission, Joseph, who was a follower of Christ, came and took the body away. And with the help of Nicodemus, they laid our Lord's body in the tomb. Then on the third day, on the third day, my friends, Jesus Christ, our King, bodily rose from the dead, from the grave, victorious over death and the powers of hell. Jesus defeated sin, death, and the devil himself. Jesus is our reigning Lord. He is alive, my friends, and he is Lord over all. Now, after his bodily resurrection, Jesus stayed on earth for 40 days to give full proof of his deity to hundreds. Then from up the top of Mount Olive, Jesus Christ ascended to heaven where he is now. As you can see, my friends, Jesus has defeated sin, death, and the devil. And I'm declaring that Satan is in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare that on the authority of God's word, which I have in my hands at this very hour. And if you have the scriptures with you, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22, which declares concerning Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand, with angels and authorities and powers in submission to him, now, if you're a believer in Christ, I want to encourage you with this verse. Jesus Christ has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels and authorities and powers in submission to him. I want you. It's my desire, my hope, that you will draw comfort from this truth. That we who are in Christ, and we are in Christ, we have victory over the, all the evil in our world. Because Jesus is at God's right, at God's right, right hand, with all angels and authorities and powers in submission to Him. Perhaps you're listening to this presentation, this broadcast, and you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's my hope and prayer that you would pray with me right now, for God loves you. The loving kindness of Jesus Christ is reaching out to you at this very hour, as you're listening to my voice. I want you to trust Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and you'll have the forgiveness of sins. I want you to simply say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Say it out loud. Jesus Christ is Lord. Forgive me, Jesus, of all my sins. I believe in your death and resurrection on my behalf. Take control of my life, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you just prayed that simple prayer, I want you to email me at j at jbartlett.org so I can send you a free New Testament. And that same Jesus who ascended to God the Father's right hand is the same Jesus I saw in Pakistan last year. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I'll never forget that encounter that I had with the ascended Jesus. I was not sleeping. It was not a dream. It was not a vision. I saw him in a fully conscious state. I was looking up. Here it is one very, very early morning in the midst of a land filled with mosques and idolatry of all sorts. In a deeply entrenched Islamic state, I was looking up in the clouds, and Jesus appeared in, in all of his glory, and all of his authority and power. I sort of saw like a profile view of the Lord Jesus, 
what was beautiful is that here I was in a very Islamic-dominated state, and yet Jesus, it was as if Jesus was sharing, showing himself, revealing himself to me to share with me, my son, I'm Lord even over this nation. Great authority, great power, great love, but strength. That's the word. Strength, authority, the ascended Jesus, you know, throughout history, throughout the scriptures, and throughout church history, people have been fortunate to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you look at Stephen, for example, the first martyr, at the very end, it speaks of Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of God standing at the right hand of God. I can tell you, my friends, look, I have seen heaven open and I have seen the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, at the right hand of God. I have seen the resurrected Jesus, the ascended Jesus. I bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.